Moses 1 in its ancient context. Moses in the presence of God. Moses 1, 31 and chapters 2 through 4. Book of Moses essay number 41. In this essay, we will discuss how Moses and Abraham speak with the Lord and how both are given a vision of the creation, the Garden of Eden, and the fall from within the heavenly veil. Significantly, in explicit contradiction to the text of Ab-Ab, where Yahuwah declared to Abraham, the Eternal One himself you will not see, the 14th century Christian illustrator of the Codex Sylvester seems to have had no qualms about representing gods visually. Commenting on these sorts of contradictions, Margaret Barker observes, quote, To see the glory of the Lord's presence, to see beyond the veil, was the greatest blessing. The high priest used to bless Israel with the words, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Seeing the glory, however, became controversial. Nobody knows why. There is one strand in the Old Testament that is absolutely opposed to any idea of seeing the divine. On the other hand, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And John saw the one seated on the throne. There can be no doubt where the early Christians stood on this matter. God's purpose and will are his own. As the book of Moses refers to mine own purpose, and quote, the wisdom that remaineth in me, so Apab, in answer to Abraham's second question after his vision of the fall, God declares, the will desired by, desired by me is inevitable, in other words, sure to come, just as the will of your father is also in him. Kulik sees a very similar context in Ephesians 1.11, which combines the concepts of purpose and will predestined according to the purpose of him who doeth all things according to the will desired by him. Alexander Kulik concludes that we are dealing here with Apab with the rabbinic conception of free will combined with the inevitably of God's will, predetermination, end of quote. Similarly, in the Jewish Mishnah we read, quote, everything is foreseen and free choice is given. The Book of Moses phrase, It remaineth with me, subtly echoes scriptural passages that depict God and wisdom as inseparably associated since before the creation of the earth. This exclusive relationship makes the mysteries of true wisdom inaccessible to man except as made known through God himself. The Book of Mormon employs similar phraseology to describe how God's hidden intentions, in this uh, case the preservation of Nephite records, are wise purposes in him things can, that can only be known by direct revelation. Note that in Moses 1.31, although God is saying he has a wise purpose, it does not seem that he tells Moses what the reason is. Seeing the Lord face to face. In the illustration above, Abraham and Yahuel are traveling about the air, with no ground beneath which Abraham could fall prostrate. The figure pictured on the throne seems to be Christ, his identity is indicated by the cruciform markings on his nimbus. Behind the enthroned Christ is a second figure, perhaps alluding to the statement in Apab that Michael is with me, that is the Lord, in order to bless you forever. Beneath the throne are fiery cherubim and many-eyed wheels praising God. The throne is surrounded by a series of heavenly veils separating the Lord from the material world the latter being signified by the outermost dark blue veil. 
The representation of the veils as multicolored may stem from an interpretation of Ezekiel 128, where the glory of the Lord is likened to a rainbow. In the depiction shown here, the illustrator has deliberately chosen to use the colors of red, green, and blue. Vision of the Creation, the Garden of Eden, and the Fall At this point, Moses has shown the events of the creation and the fall, and Apab describes how the great patriarch looked down to see the affairs of what is called in modern revelation the, quote, kingdoms of a lower order. The Lord's voice commanded Abraham to look, and a series of heavenly veils were opened beneath his feet. Like Moses, Abraham has shown the heavenly plan for creation, quote, the creation that was depicted of old on this expanse, end of quote. Its, real, re, its realization upon the earth, the Garden of Eden and the fall of Adam and Eve, and the spirits of all men, with certain ones prepared to be born of Abraham and to be called God's people. When Abraham is told again to, quote, Look at the picture, he sees Satan inciting the fall of Adam and Eve, just as Moses saw these events following his own heavenly ascent. Conclusion A close examination of the details of the account of Moses' heavenly ascent in the context of the overall structure throws important light on the significance of temple ordinances performed in our day. As we have seen the evidence assembled in the series of essays 31-41, through 41, Parallels with other ancient texts, such as the Apocalypse of Abraham, confirm the basic temple pattern both in its content and sequence, and constitute an impressive witness of the antiquity of the text restored by Joseph Smith's revelations. Hugh Nibley concluded as a result of this study, These parallel accounts, separated by centuries, cannot be coincidence, nor can all the others.